0: from the Mount Smart faithful to the bandwagon supporters and everyone in between we share a special bond the warriors and who better to talk about the team we love than a bunch of nobodies let's go cuz this is warriors anonymous
1: kyotofano welcome to warriors anonymous for rip round it's a nice refreshing week off for our Warriors, which is pretty good because we didn't lose anything this week. So that's great. Uh, my name is Jerry Cronin. Welcome along. We've got the boys. First of all, we've got a man who's uh, looking at a job interview tomorrow. We've got Monita Sauce. Hey, man.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, no, no. Yeah, job. By the way, if my boss is listening to this, um, it's for this food truck. Um, yeah, it's a side job.
3: Side <laughs> so awesome. i to tell his boss that. <laughs>
1: I might need to edit it. Okay, anyway, it's good to see you anyway, bro. It's uh, <laughs> uh, a good start. We've also got Isaac Sarsay, brother. How do you follow that? <laughs> bro, you got the uh, you got the sailor hat yeah. on on the uh, on the okay. video there. You're looking like you're heading out to go catch about 10,000 kilos of
4: snapper in the Cook Strait. Oh, one of my favorite programs is, you know, your most dangerous catch. So who's the Warriors coach going to be? The dangerous catch.
1: <laughs> that's a good call, bro yeah. Yeah. It's a very good call yeah. Oh man, we've also got Daniel Farakura On location this evening From yeah. the
3: City of Sales in Auckland Hey bro yeah. uh, Kia ora whānau uh, Manawātea a Matariki Hope everyone's had a good first Matariki weekend It was mean It's been cool I know it's actually been cool Just being around Auckland I saw lots of Tongan flags flying around yesterday So now seeing a few in the gutter, unfortunately So, But I uh, well <laughs> It's been it's been good. It's been good. Yeah, that's
1: cool, man. Actually, that caught me by surprise. Um, the Matariki um, public holiday, which also, by the way, has just shot up the power rankings for me and is now my new favourite public holiday just because of how it's been done. So, obviously, I'm, I'm based in Oz, so, uh, you know, pretty jealous that everyone had a day off. But also, you know, got to celebrate and, and spend it with Fano And, um, yeah. Uh, Monero, what did you get up to for, uh, for Matariki, bro?
2: My daughter <laughs> and my wife went to... Go see some fireworks. So the Matariki kind of fireworks. But I did hear that a lot of the iwi didn't approve of the fireworks. I'm not quite sure those fireworks will be happening next year. Right.
3: right. Uh, yeah, unlikely. Right. Just because obviously the the light pollution, because it's all about trying to get as much visibility in the sky of the stars. The yeah. Yeah. Of the stars. Yeah. But look, that's all good. I mean, it seemed like it was pretty awesome down yeah. the mountain, actually. Yep. Um, the worst place to be, really. Place to be.
1: Isaac, did you take the lady down there?
4: Yep, took the lady down there, and it was heaving down at um, down the <laughs> wharf. It was impossible to get any food at the food trucks. There was just lines for days. Managed to find a nice spot to watch the fireworks. Smelt a lot of weed. <laughs> 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 Saw a little yes. bit of unruly behavior, but otherwise it was... Um, Good. and with well, we- is
3: weed, with his weed is an L.A.B. concert, so.
4: Well, yeah, exactly. There was an L.A.B. <laughs> concert as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, so it was just weed everywhere. <laughs> everywhere.
1: Just a haze.
4: <laughs> yeah, and just random people going, Matariki, bah! I was just like, okay. <laughs> it's like, nice, bro. It's going to be one of those nights. So it's good. It's good. It was entertaining. Yeah,
1: awesome. Uh, it's good to hear and, and awesome to have, our own public holiday as well. I really like that aspect of it, where it's not an imported kind of thing. It's like you know, it's it's from within, and it's it's for Kiwis. So man, it's that's awesome. We also had a look in terms of uh, rugby league. It was representative round, and we had a uh, oh boy, it was a buffet of uh, of rugby league action. <laughs> Of course, we uh, we had the under-19s men's and women's team going on for the State of Origin. Um, that was Thursday night. And New South Wales won both of those games pretty handily. And also the women's the New South Wales team won as well. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting heading into State of Origin tonight, which we're not going to uh, cover because we're still a little bit early. Um, So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Queensland can buck that trend. Uh, but also back at Mount Smart, the first games back was the uh, the Kiwi Ferns 50-12 to over Tonga followed by the men's game, uh, which, man, awesome crowd there for the, the Tongan fans. The, the Kiwis, 26-6 of a Mate Ma'atonga, so... Uh and in, in Oz, they got the state versus state, mate versus mate, and over New Zealand, we got mate versus mate there. So, um, <laughs> and then we also had a, a couple of Pacific tests as well back over in Sydney. So uh, that was Samoa, 42 to 12 over the Cook Islands. And Papua New Guinea sprung the upset 24-14 over Fiji, which actually, yeah, look, kind of looked like the pick of the games um, from all of them. But Isaac, what did you most enjoy out of rep round, bro? How good is it to have Test Match 40 back? Oh, I
4: think your people have just been clamoring for it you know they' I don't think people realize how much they missed international footy until it was back I mean the, the crowd at Ericsson was unbelievable as the you know Tongan supporters always are but I think it was just next level and you could see it in the players too that they were playing up to that standard of support so yeah mm. ma- massive game Kiwis came out on top but you, you kind of walk away from that game feeling like Tonga won as well so just a good yeah. feel to have international footy back
1: I know that um, the mad butcher was—he um, posted up a couple of things on Facebook, you know, before the game, going, "Man, you know, I'm down here. Where's all the Kiwi supporters? All you can see is Tongans everywhere." So uh, that was—that was cool. I was getting sort of flashbacks to that 2017 uh, semi-final um, against England, the World Cup one, which I was fortunate enough to go to. Man, it honestly—that changed my life going to that game. That was. Incredible. Um, but, fellas, we might need to just do a quick short balls as well just to um, recap the action a little bit. So this week, we're going to be describing the representative round as a household product. <laughs> now, this is, uh, this is a bit of a tricky one, and I can see that uh, Moneda might have a little idea in his head there.
2: Port of an air fryer for some reason. You know, it's um, <laughs> cooking up something good, you know, without the fat. The Warriors have uh, been cooking up some really bad. <laughs> So the air fryer's, you know, giving you something good without the, like, you know, real shit stuff. That's all I thought about
4: <laughs> for the, the Kiwis. So the Warriors are the microwaves oh. of the uh, household appliances? Well, well at, the mo-
2: at the moment. But when you watch the Kiwis, especially the spine, damn, there's some magic coming out of that air fryer. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Right.
1: So the, <laughs> the Warriors are <laughs> like transparent basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Too good, bro. Too good. I like that. Oh shoot. Um, but oh, how would you, how would you describe Rip Round as a household product?
3: Oh, I was thinking about it before, so I had to look into my my oh, sponge bag and uh, <laughs> <laughs> open up, open up my sponge bag, and the product I use maybe once every year because I'm like, shit, I haven't seen this product for ages. It's awesome. I'd call it Dax Wax. So I put it in my hair, and my hair looks sweet for about one day. And then I'll never use it again for a whole year. Well,
1: Daxwax, I remember, is pretty strong, isn't yeah. it? It'll last you for a year. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> There's some
2: uh, uh, unknown side effects. Uh, yeah. Use once a
4: year. I thought it said once I every see.
1: hour. That crosses Daxwax off our sponsors list as well. It's like putting <clears> plutonium <laughs> on your head. <laughs> um, Isaac, how would you describe Riprend as a household product, bro?
4: So my household product, it would be my PS5. Come on, probably because I love it to death, but I just don't see it enough, oh, As in, I just don't use it enough. Yeah. So international footy is like that. Good. Like you love it every time it's on, but you just mm. you don't use it as much as you should. Oh, that's so good. good. So if anyone's yes. uh, any of the you listeners out there looking to buy a PS5, <laughs> <laughs> put a <poster> right up <laughs>
2: You're not even selling it for a 200% markup, are
4: you? No. You're going to be worries warrior's anonymous <laughs> price of $15,000 with my signature.
1: <laughs> Charge double when chucking an iceberg lettuce for a <laughs> yeah. Um I'll, I'll go with that. Uh, my household product is going to be a Schweppes lemonade because it's incredibly refreshing to see. <laughs> rugby league back in, uh, you know, in test matches.
2: (laughs) What a nice change.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hey, there we go. That'd be a good one, actually. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, (laughs) Anyways, pretty good standard of footy all around across the weekend. I checked out a bit of the under-19s games in the State of Origin. Man, they were good, man. Like, the standard was so, so good. They were just passing it around, no errors. Like, I was just looking at it going, wow, these guys are... I mean, they're young, but
3: it was—you couldn't really tell. I mean, I, what? No ears. <laughs> not like, uh, not like we turn up and dish out eleven years <laughs> exactly. and a half. No drop balls. Coming <laughs> to the fresh under the field. Do <laughs> you,
4: you mean in league? You're not meant to kick it out on the phone?
3: <laughs> by a mile.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, but what was your?
1: What was your highlight of the um, of the sporting weekend?
3: I've well, been up in Auckland. It's got to be the just the passion of the Tongan fans. Like they just were everywhere. You know, we we're we were all around Auckland. We we're over the shore and back in the city. We we're actually not far from Mount Smart. We went to um, the observatory here. Took the kids there, and you could see Tongan flags everywhere, tooting going along. So that is a translated into the fixture and obviously then you have all the huckers mm. and the war walk, walk dancers between both nations as well so just love that the passion came through and, and I guess as a Kiwis supporter just a, an amazing result with a yeah, really nice. really good team. The um, the cheese
1: Brandon Smith uh, you, you know he played pretty well on the field but Man, and he was in vintage form in the lead-up because I saw a couple of videos with him, man, like just <laughs> causing problems. Apparently when uh, uh, Ronaldo Mulitalo walked in, you know, to greet the team and that, he uh, <laughs> the Jesus yelled out, oh, here comes the Queenslander. <laughs> 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 just to break the ice uh-huh. uh, And then uh, and then at a um, at an event during the week Promoting the test And it, it was uh, kind of Kiwi slash Tongan kind of event And the lady interviewing Brandon Smith was a Tongan lady And she was like, oh, you must be part Tongan What part of um, Tonga are you from? And old uh, Cheese gets up there and goes Oh, no, no, I'm actually just Tongan from the waist down <laughs> 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 Oh, man, I was like, oh, bro <laughs> Going to get a smack there, bro. Um, but yeah, we, we did have a, um, in terms of the game itself, pretty good victory. I guess we've mentioned the spine where we would have a healthy advantage over the Tongans and Moneta, that proved to be the case.
2: Oh, yes. Manu, the man. Sticking full fullback and he makes what? What's the official? Oh, meter? what is the official count on that? <laughs>
3: meters? Yeah, Okay, started at 348, <laughs> it went to 358 and then it went to 398. And then just before we came to ear. Yeah, I saw a post 404.
2: Wow. i tell you, yeah. I mean, he's got everything, eh? And uh, he's a good-looking man. He must be still maybe playing. he's still going. Yeah, yeah, he's still maybe running. he's left, he's left still
1: the, the – um, he put the old GPS <laughs> yeah. tracker on top of the washing yeah. machine and just let it go. Like <laughs> 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 he, He's got everything, eh? Like, uh, like, he,
2: he's, a, he's a handsome man, too. I, I can't help it. <laughs> he's a handsome man. He's a handsome man. Yeah. Um, yeah.
3: Go yeah.
2: And him uh, and Dylan Brown and uh, – you know, yeah. Jerome Hughes And Jerome Hughes And his kicking game That's mm. a kicking game <laughs> yeah. You know, he's got the, the grubbers The high kicks Everything He's playing possession He's playing, you know Territory Just watching him In fine form And you got Dylan Brown Running off And I was like Oh my god I want <laughs> to play Australia But, um, yeah Great to see And that fills me with joy But funny We did not have any Warriors players
1: It's funny, isn't it? The, um, okay. the look of sort of delight and shock when you're a Warriors supporter and you're actually cheering for a team that's got a really good you know spine and a good kicking game. It's like, wow, <laughs> this is what this is like. <laughs> oh, but um Isaac, who did you um were there any sort of standouts for you, bro, across the across oh, the week?
4: You know, Joey Mine was an obvious standout from that game. But um Fisher Harris as well. He was huge oh, up yeah. front. There was one mm, barnstorming mm. run he had where he almost ran fifty meters and stepped the fullback and almost scored himself. Mm. But you know, like they were talking about how the Tongan Ford pack was going to be hard to handle. But the Kiwis did a good job of that. They were blow for blow with that Tongan Ford pack. Yeah, it's just really good signs for the Kiwis. I can't wait to play the play the Aussies with the team that we've got. You know, with a few more people sprinkled mm. in there as well.
1: Yeah, and in fact, on the um, on the Fox League coverage immediately after the game, Cooper Cronk jumps on and is he's actually talking up the Kiwis and said look you know Aussie's always pretty much got a spot at the table when it comes to World Cups and that, but he thinks that this Kiwi team really could, or really should be expecting mm-hmm. to be right in the mix at the pointy end of the tournament. So, but how do you think that, I guess, they're going to approach things from this game and transitioning towards October for the World Cup? Yeah,
3: I guess it's going to come to the end to see who's who's available, who's fit as well, but they've had a good week. They've come back, they've connected, they've played here locally, and, and I think they'll know that they've got a team here. They can take on Australia and Australia will still be the pinnacle, right? But we don't fear them as much anymore, I don't think. You think about it, like you look at that forward pack, they had four starting Melbourne Storm players, you know, in the mix here as well. So we've just got groups of players playing together, players in the top teams, Penrith and in in the Storm as well. And I think we had a little bit of, out wide, a a little bit unorthodox, like the Rapana at Up of the World. He's one of those guys that if you give him the opportunity, he'll just, he'll run across the field, run side to side, he'll break you apart as well. So... All in all we look pretty good. But um you just need to obviously keep those guys healthy. <laughs> yeah.
4: One one other player as well who was a standout I thought it was Murata Niakore, mm. which is a positive sign for the Warriors team with him playing mm. at center. We've been talking about all year our problems at centers. I mean, is he the guy to fix that problem by the looks of that game? He's a beast. Probably is,
1: you mm. know. Big body. Played really well, I thought. Um, against the Tongans. But after the break we're gonna check out well, I guess the homecoming game that's coming up. This week, uh, we're also part of that is we're going to be talking to Nick Brown, who you actually recognize him because he is the the voice of our intro here on Warriors Anonymous, uh, but he's also uh, the ground announcer at Mount Smart and we'll be doing the game this coming week. So awesome to get his thoughts. Uh, We will catch up with him in just a couple of moments on Warriors Anonymous. (coughs) Welcome back to Warriors Anonymous. We are very, very excited to talk to the Warriors ground announcer. His name is Nick Brown. Welcome to the show, bro.
0: G'day, your uh, Warriors are faithful. Oh, jeez, that was a stupid thing to do. How are we, guys? Look, it's a real... <laughs> It's a real pleasure to be here. I mean, I've been following you, and it was um, it's nice to know that uh, there is some sound thinking somewhere in the Warriors camp. <laughs>
1: oh. I don't know about that, bro, but... Uh, You're to us, Ryan, Wrong
0: podcast, man. Oh, hey, sorry. Sorry, guys. This was the NRL one. Shit, sorry. <laughs> in fairness, you
1: didn't say that the sound thinking was here, so uh, so that's all Okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, um, you were working yesterday at the Kiwis versus Tonga game at Mount Smart. Yeah. Mate, how good was it to just get back in the hot seat and, and do you think?
0: The the first thing is, is like it's been uh three years since we were last at Mount Smart. And uh the previous international we did there was Tonga versus uh, the Kiwis uh, when we had the series against Samoa as well. And the atmosphere was just amazing. And we were really looking forward, one, to the atmosphere, and then two, looking forward to the game afterwards. But the um, I don't know if you saw the game with the Kiwi ferns taking on the, the Tongan women's team. Man, they were amazing. They mm. were amazing. Uh, they could have scored more points, but I think they were just trying to be a bit fair. But uh, the girls were just <laughs> Brilliant on the field. I I could not fault them. And then the the main game, I think Michael Maguire has a good squad. He blooded in a, a few new guys, played some guys out of position, but it looked good. But yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, it was great to have Rugby League back. And, of course, yeah. uh, we got that underway and we've got the Warriors coming up, uh, first home game coming up on Sunday against the Tigers and really looking Ooh. forward to
1: that. <laughs> oh, man.
0: Oh, there we go. we got something that Dan, I heard that. <laughs> Do you really think the Warriors are going to be able to pull it off against um, the Tigers?
3: Yes, no, maybe. It's, it's, it's not about the game result. I mean, Ooh. that'll be nice. That'll be nice. But this is going to be a... <laughs> A celebration, an emotional moment in time where a team hasn't been there and hasn't been home for three
0: seasons. We're recording this, eh? Because that yeah. that, that sounds to me like the after-match speech already. <laughs> yeah. it's no, it's I'm just not lowering about my expectations. It's not about the weight. game. It's an emotional it's about moment. The result. Yeah. yeah. It's,
1: it's about the process. It's starting to sound a bit like a little Steve Cooney
2: there for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Always the same
3: answer every game. Oh, I didn't stick to the process. No. Come on, people. Come on. It's a chance for the boys to be back. So the result will take care of itself. We'll get them home. We need a... We will. Get them over
0: the are line. You gonna be go- and Nick, you
3: need to get them home with your, yeah. your announcing.
0: That's part of it. I mean, and uh, the fact that it's a sellout. I mean, and this is, this is the most amazing thing. You look at the Warriors track record over the last couple of games and it's easy for everyone and every single one of you here has bagged the Warriors in the performances <laughs> over the last couple of weeks. Yet the faithful are still packing the ground next Sunday for a home game that we got a 90% chance of thinking that no one thinks we're going to win that game. So if we do pull it off, imagine the celebrations after that.
3: Oh, to be fair, maybe. Nick, I think 90% of people think no one's going to win that game. <laughs> 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 it's a scoreless draw.
0: Yeah. Oh. Well, after, after 80 minutes, there we go. No one scored. Anything that's the first in rugby league. Uh, Local bars will be the winner. Yeah. I, I I think it's gonna be uh it's gonna be an interesting game. I actually had a chat to Stacey Jones on Friday. Ooh. Um Ooh. I know we never actually crested the um the question of what are you gonna be doing out there, but I'm really lucky to be associated with the Warriors over the like the last 25-26 years. I've met Stacy. Spoken to him a lot of times. The thing you notice about Stacy, he gets this look in his eye, right? And you you say, "Hey, Stace, how's it going?" And he looks at you as if to say, "If you ask me about the team, I will punch you." So I didn't. I just I said, "Look, you got a tough job. I know what you want to do. Uh, I know what you need to do, and I trust you to be able to do it." And the th- and the reason I said that is because I know Stacy. He doesn't want to be the the head coach. Right, he doesn't really want to be, but he does see where the problems are lying and he's doing his best to sort that out. So whoever comes in has a really good base to play from. And there are issues in there that run deeper than um, than just uh, Nathan Brown. There are other issues. And it's a lot to do with the mental game that happens inside your head. And you've got to remember, and this is a thing we talked about yesterday after the um, the international game. It's been so long since any people have played in front of their home crowd it does do things for the inside of your head. If you're spending all your time in Australia for the last two years and sure, they're getting great support over there, it's not like being at home. Yeah, It really isn't. And it really it can play games with the inside of your head. And I think after this, this period, we're seeing that some of the guys, they started the season with a hiss and a roar and they're feeling good, but they're just not getting that love that you would get from having a home mm. crowd. And they're, they're, it means they start second-guessing themselves at inopportune moments. That sounded yeah, yeah. good, eh? Yeah,
2: yeah. that's kind of really nice. Stuff. That was really yeah, good. No, was play good. I mean, like Ali uh, mentioned oh, yeah. that last week, you know, in terms of the mental game, coming back home will be a yeah. real big kind of boost. And especially looking at Sean Johnson um, in the last interview, he looked a bit dejected but excited at the same time coming home to – be able to see his family and uh, i really do hope that gives him the kind of mental boost to be able to uh, kick it up a notch this weekend
0: i got a question for you guys looking at at, uh, sean johnson what do you think a solution for sean johnson needs to be at this stage do you agree seven is the best position or do you see him as a six i still actually see him as
1: a seven personally I, i think it's probably all mental with him i guess he just needs a little bit of confidence to come back just needs someone to back him and a bit of help around him. And maybe if he can just, you know, sort of just focus on what he needs to do and not worry about anything else, I think that would actually make a huge difference to his play.
0: Yeah. Uh, Monero, uh, how do you feel about him? Because uh, there's a lot of people are, are criticizing Sean for not taking on the line. Yeah. As much I mean, as, uh, we I'll expect. be one of
2: those people. I did recently see an interview around the expectation that he should be coming in and being a game manager. They're saying that, well, that has taken away from his ability to run the ball and maybe we put him at the sit he might have more of that free flow running and the ability to play off the cuff footy um that we have used to and uh, now he's got that responsibility on his shoulder to play game manager and now that could be passed to um volkman um maybe putting him at sits could bring a bit of life into his game
4: i'd still see him as a seven he's just got um he gets a lot of pressure put on him as a game manager and that's obviously not a strong suit. I think he's better off playing heads up what's in front of him, but you can still do that from the seventh position. He'll still have to manage a bit, but I think the game management side of things will come right once he starts feeling a little bit more comfortable and a bit more confident, because I don't think he's got any sort of semblance of confidence in himself, but hopefully being back home around some loved ones will give him a little bit of a boost, and I think all it's going to take is one good game, from to turn a corner? I reckon they will. You know, Mm. being around his family, his daughter, he
2: hasn't seen for a long time. Yeah. They will give him that.
4: And being in front of his home crowd, I think, too, it's it's obvious he loves playing in front of, you know, the Warriors faithful. It means a lot to him. So I think that's going to elevate his game. But um, I think a lot of people put a lot of pressure on him even before he arrived back at the club, you know, as this saviour of the team. We did that. Them, you know, as, as a Warriors Anonymous crew, and that's a lot of expectation to put on one man, so.
0: Okay, Dan, you've been sitting there listening to this. What's your view on this? Well, considering we
3: ran a petition to sign him last year, <laughs> Warriors Anonymous. you
0: instrumental in bringing him back.
3: Um <laughs> Look, I think I think we find it seven. He's in a pack that's going backwards. You know, you put Nathan Cleary behind our team, and I don't think he gets... He gets us through the through this. Um, obviously, decision-making of late has been a bit poor, but that's a of confidence. He'll get back and, and he'll be fine. Look, we bought him to do those things he did at the start of the season, ice those games that we couldn't do. We were all talking about not being able to kick a drop goal in the dying minutes. You know, he did things like that as well. So, yeah, we just need to get some confidence, get the boys going forward, and, and he'll be all right.
0: I gotta say, it, it's um it's very refreshing and rewarding to hear you guys back in with so much confidence. But I was having quite an open, robust discussion last night after the, the game with a few ex players, and the consensus there seemed to be that if we moved him out to six, he gets some more space. Volkman needs more time with the ball, and and if he can shovel it out a dummy half. And get it away quick to Sean Johnson in space, and he just needs a second of space. He gets his kicks mm. away better, he gets a, to attack on the line. What, what we need to do, and, and uh, I think Jared, you mentioned this before, he needs some support. Like when he goes forward, he's got guys running on a on a line with him. No one's mm. no one's you watch every other team, they run at a V. So there's always yeah. a guy to drop the ball back to. Whereas Warriors tend to be placing it on the guy's guts as he comes up past you. The defensive line reads that so well, and you get stopped dead in your tracks. Now, Sean mm. gets a bit of pace, can make a bit of a step, and if he's got the opportunity to then loose the ball to someone who hits it at speed, and we do have guys that can do that, it's just that we're not getting the opportunity to do that because, like you say, if the forwards don't make that that space, you haven't got it. So we've got mm. to find a different way to give Sean the space he needs to work. And I think if you moved him out yeah. to six a little bit further out – So he's got a bit of space so he can actually see the positional play a little bit better and help mastermind the attack a little bit more. And that way you can bring someone like Reese Walsh in uh, as a guy that hits the ball at speed. Reese Walsh is being injected way too early in the performances uh, and he's an easy read right now because yeah. of the way the Warriors are. Oh, here comes uh, Reese. He's going to run here. So let's just put two guys in front of him. Boom, he stops. So give someone some space, allow it to work, maybe get it out to the centres, travelling towards the wing, bring Reese in as a quick inside run. The whole back line has moved off, and you've got a hole right up in the middle. There is potential mm. to do stuff, but it's got to be done with space, and it's got to. Sean's got to get that. I just don't think he's getting it in the number seven position.
1: Uh, this is not nutritionally sound uh, information, but <laughs> I also like to think that once he gets home, a couple of good kiwi steak and cheese pies yeah. that'll that'll make all the difference. I, I'll actually, I'm not sure if that's for him or maybe that's just for me because I'm
0: going to the homecoming game and I'm damn sure we're going to get a couple of steak and cheese pies. Yeah. <laughs> <or> <laughs> I miss them. Hey, or I miss them. Oh, no, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, when you're going to uh, Mount Smart Stadium, Fritz's Wieners, you got to get those. The spicy Fritz's Wiener with the sauerkraut. And the cheese and the mustard and that's the that's the stuff. Are you talking about the hot
3: dogs or? Oh yeah, yeah,
0: Yeah. (laughs) yay, dude! I just wanted just wanted to check but yeah, I I agree. I agree. I I say nothing more Mm. on that one. (laughs) Yeah, have no. you got an endorsement deal with them, have you, Nick? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, do, I do now, Fritz's Wieners. <laughs> They're my favourite. Oh, we might need them
2: as sponsors now. <laughs> <laughs> the Wieners of choice
1: for the Warriors Anonymous
2: group. Sponsors of <laughs> uh, Dan's only Fan. Right? <laughs> 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 Three
3: ninety
0: nine a week.
2: Look, you bring up that uh, R- Reese Bolch. Have you got any uh, inside knowledge about? Uh, I'm really hoping that he stays here longer.
0: Yeah, the official word is that he's staying with us. So what's on paper and what's been signed is going to be uh, fulfilled, and that's pretty much what Reese himself has said. And uh, you know, I-, I trust him on that, and I, I think that'll be fine. However, mm. I don't think staying at fullback is a particularly Good thing because he is such a fast and, uh, Inventive player I'd mm. kind of like to see him In the centres Wow Okay I'd kind of like Ooh. to see him In the centres And pulling um, Dallin Watini-Zelesniak At fullback Good safe hands Most of the time And he didn't get picked For the Kiwi squad He didn't get picked For the run-on team But the build-up During the week To the game I think has helped uh, Dallin's confidence And mm. performance And we, we didn't run him At fullback We uh, put Joseph Manu At fullback Not his usual place But he had a great time Out there Just mm. a great time and the thing about um, Reese is imagine him in the centres instead of, as the ball travels out, him doing a cutback across the ruck. So we start mm. sending the ball wide, Ooh. we start rolling it in, and Reese is fast enough to be able to move around and come back on the inside and, and just change the game completely. It's just that for a fullback, so often he's the last line of defence, doesn't uh, give us the opportunities that could be there.
4: Interesting. That's
0: a real interesting
4: one. That's a really interesting take on the centre position.
0: Yeah. I love centres, I think. They are the the one of the greatest parts of the game. You get really useful guys out in the centers that can play virtually anywhere. And you, mm. you start to have a mobile back line that can really challenge a defense if you look up and you go, What the hell is Reese doing out there? Yeah, that's the first question you ask before he's even got the ball. Yeah. <laughs> and then as the play goes on, Reese sneaks back in field. They're thinking, well, he's not playing at the center. What the hell? You know, So it's going to change things up just a little bit.
4: We've been pretty dark on the center position this year for the Warriors. It hasn't been up to scratch, in my opinion. Correct. What do you think has been the biggest problem with our centers this year?
0: Well... On the defensive, uh, it's the centre that suddenly decides to explode out of the line on the first pass out from the dummy half on the mm-hmm. attacking team and decide he's going to run into bloody no-man's land. <laughs> and he goes running at a guy that hasn't even got the ball yet. So the guy pitching it goes over the guy that the center's marking and has come out of the line leaving a two-man overlap with a one-man winger who's trying to defend it. So we've got mm. young guys uh, who have been told attack, attack, attack. And at some point, once they get within in ten meters, you've just got that brain fade. They just think, "Oh shit!" I'll just go out and get them. And you think, "No, no, no, no! Watch the ball, watch the play first, and then make your decision." And so we got guys that are they're too inexperienced, and possibly they've got a lot of pressure placed on them to actually get out there and do the work, and they're overplaying their hand. Good assessment. Good <laughs> assessment. Yes. Agree, mate. Uh, Nathan Brown, when it was announced, he um. He wasn't going to be the coach anymore. I put my hat in the ring for the fifth time in the history of the Warriors. Naturally enough, I got the same reply. You've never played the game before. You know nothing about the game. You sit at the top of the stand and you just talk about it. And I thought, well, it couldn't get any worse, could it? Could you just imagine a coach... Who was
1: also the ground announcer, you can like just yell out the calls. What do you
0: think you're doing? God, i yeah. oh
1: Yell out the set plays and that, like, you know, they're they're coming up or, or you know. Yeah. What
0: well, well, here's What's the blind? Here's a story for you. Years ago, at the top of the stand at Mount Smart, and if you ever come out there and you get the opportunity to come up to the control room, uh, we sit up there with the TV production for the big screen and all that sort of stuff. And right down the end, on the right-hand side, there's a little box, and that's where the video referee used to sit. And the video referee used to have an open door. And what I used to do was when there was any questionable decisions, I would lean in the door and argue with the video referee. Um, <laughs> and at once, one time, jeez, uh, he ended up. It was the coach for the uh, Bulldogs once, uh, and he came out of the uh, box at halftime, held me with my throat against the wall and told me, I should get a bloody rule book and uh, then I could make those decisions like that. So the next year I got a rule book and there was a call that went off and I marched into the room with the rule book open. I said, I think you were fined under section three that that was a wrong call on the field. And he said, no, no, we've already made that call. I said, yeah, but it was wrong. And he said, no, no, I agree with you. It was wrong. Well done. So we had those moments and uh, that went on and a about nine years ago, they started putting a guard on the door and closing the door. And of course, now there's the bunker, so I don't even get to argue huh. with them anymore. Which where, is where did they put? Where were the guide dogs situated? <laughs> well, did that they was feed them out, They feed them out there, or yeah, they no guide dogs were always downstairs while the uh, <laughs> the touch judges uh, and the officials were always <laughs> upstairs. Oh, on the waiting for going, some Cronulla Ford passes. <laughs> oh, yeah. You'd now, swear they were yeah. kicks, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's yeah. so yeah. far forward, you must have kicked it.
3: Now we have the panker.
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The bunker, the, right? The bloody... There was a couple of decisions. There was one yesterday. The tackle was a, a strip, but two men in the tackle. There was a captain's challenge, and the referee reviewed the video, and you could clearly see the second player holding the hips of the player who was being stripped. And he said, oh, no, it was a one-on-one, only one of the tackling. He felt like, well, no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> and I was about to turn the microphone on and was told that I can't do that anymore. But I used i used to do that. I used to question calls uh, for... <laughs> that was in the early days. Uh, you, you get told off for doing that now. Oh. oh. That's amazing. It <laughs> that is amazing. That's but awesome. you know, th- there are points where you go, this is ridiculous. How could they make a call like that? And I have seen one game where the on-field referee made a call. It was referred to the bunker. The bunker make their call, and we've got the feed to the referee up in the the top of the box. And the ref said, how the fuck did they get that? <laughs> and he thought, all right, even the referee thinks the bunker's dodgy. It's Does awesome. the DJ
1: ever play any sly sort of Stevie Wonder tracks after a call like that, just like a <laughs> sign-sealed <laughs> delivered or something, just to kind of, <laughs> no, and, you know, people would be like, oh, you know, just listen to the lyrics and think, yeah, but there's a, a bit call. of...
0: <laughs> say, no try and You could do that with the movements on the field like this <laughs> that'd be part
2: time bunker yeah
0: part <laughs> <Hard> time bunker
3: <laughs> now, no, 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 no we really you need to build us up into this weekend's
0: fixture how's the week going to go how's what going to build for it okay well see this is a cool cool moment like uh, we've talked all of you mentioned the fact that when the guys come home it's going to be a big lift for them so the guys are home they're training at home and they're getting ready for it. And there's friends and family, and they're feeling really, really good about this. There's a sparkle in the air. I mean, with the exception of, I don't know if you guys saw the guy throwing the chair yeah. in the corporate box. Yeah. And the atmosphere is there. We've had a really good game this weekend. We're looking forward to a great performance coming up on Sunday. There'll be some Tigers fans that want to make sure that their team get down to it. And the Tigers will be looking to prove a point too. So there's a lot of a lot to play for. It's a lot of atmosphere going into it. We've got to be really careful that they don't overplay their hand and become too cocky. But I think when I said before the fact that, and I'm not going to be ashamed to say this, we've got a losing team that's coming home, honestly, with their caps out saying, please support us, yet we've supported them by selling the stadium out. So the Warriors fans are there because they love the team. Yeah, They love the team. We've got Rugby League at home, and come hell or high water, the Warriors are our team. Win or lose, they're our team. The very best we can ask for them is to play well and play their hearts out. If we win, then it's a massive plus and we'll all have a great party. If we lose, as long as we don't lose by much and we compete and all the players lay their you know lay their hearts on it, that's all we can ask for them. And I think you're going to see a massive performance. There'll be some guys that just play themselves right out, whether they win or lose. And I think Reece Walsh is going to be one of them. I think he's mm-hmm. got so much to prove in this game. He's going to really throw himself into it. But then again, Volkman is going to be electric and exciting and brilliant. And that is going to inspire the rest of the team. We just need the forwards to get a bit more mobile.
3: Surely with a Tigers pack that's not going that well, the fans put a lot of pressure in terms of lifting the boys up. Surely that's got to tell at the back end of the game. You know, the Tigers aren't travelling very well. And we're not travelling well, but surely that, that crowd lift gets us home.
0: It does, but if if it's a hard game all the way through and it's like 50-50 calls for the forward packs, it's a wearing game. So we get down to like inside the last 20, then it's just as tough for us as it is for them and it's really hard for the crowd to pick them up, particularly if they haven't been performing well because the crowd going, dude, I'm doing all this work for you and you're doing nothing. If we own them in the opening 20 and just really hammer them and make them work and make them tired and make them slow, then we can pull this one off and we can get down to the last 20 and our guys could be on their knees and the crowd will bring them up again. But we've got to establish dominance first and early and that'll get the crowd in behind you and that's going to win the game. Nice. Yeah. What does game
1: day look like from your perspective? Like, How does your schedule roll out for this Sunday?
0: Well, we get there generally around sort of 11 o'clock and we just run through how the show's going to go because it's the performance right from gates open right to the, the final whistle. And the easy part for us is the bit that says first half, second half. I've just <laughs> got things I have to say in there, you know, thanking our sponsors and messages to get through. And of course, I get to be uh, sometimes abusive to players. Um, but So that part's easy. It's making sure everything runs on schedule. And uh, Wendy, the show caller, she does an exceptional job at that. Uh, so I just, I just rely on her. But uh, yeah, essentially, I get to sit at the top of the stand. Best seat in the house, it really is and you get to see the whole field. And because we get there early before gates, you get to see the guys doing last-minute training on the field, and you get the binoculars out, and you try and lip-read what the coach is saying, and um, <laughs> you watch the opposition. Uh, that, that's what I do. I watch the opposition and find out what they're, th- what they're trying to think and see the way they prep their team when they go out and have that that final kick, and the guys are just running around getting the feel of the ball. And you think, why are they getting the number three to do high kicks? He's not even the guy to do that. So you think there's something coming up here. There's something to watch out for. Uh, So it has those great moments, and and you're ready for a real battle. And then there's the bit before the boys come out. And I tell you, man, that is you just get goosebumps every single time. The drums rise, and you go, ladies and gentlemen, the Vodafone Warriors, and the crowd just explodes. You know, and you think, yeah, man, if I was there, I would be nine feet tall right now. So, yeah, that that's the moment. And everything else before that suddenly vanishes. They could make me arrive at 2 o'clock in the morning and it wouldn't matter. Game time and we're ready to go. Have you
1: ever sort of got to that massive moment of you know here are the the Vodafone warriors and had something go
0: wrong like like your voice break or something <laughs> yep. like that?
2: Yep,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep that burping halfway through someone's name during the team list. That's a uh, Jesse Probably you know. Um, <laughs> or you know, you know how sometimes when you breathe in, you go. <laughs> Like that. You catch something in the back of your throat. Sometimes that's happened at the big matches and you've just got to carry on like, I'm oh, not meant to do that. That's just, that's just the way you pronounce it. Yeah, saucy, saucy yeah. you have
3: to be careful because when you vape, you couldn't do that. You know, you'd know, vape
0: halfway through everyone's names.
4: <laughs> Jason. <gasps> My Lola. <laughs>
0: yeah. oh, no, you, you, you do the big sucking beforehand. So when you say it, it just comes out like flames. Oh. <laughs> oh
4: my, come on, like
0: helium yeah. <laughs> no, It comes out in the shape of their name eh? Oh, oh yeah oh, <laughs> i got got to tell you this about last night After the game, the idea was The team going, everyone goes home But everyone hung around and hung around And um, there were four Tongan players Who were out there shaking everybody's hand in the stand Jason Tomalolo, He stood out there Right up until we turned the lights off <laughs> <laughs> and virtually had to be dragged inside to do change your clothes, get out of here. <laughs> But because he was such a people person, mobbed by everyone, said hello to everyone, would talk to anybody that wanted to talk to him. He was so pleased to be here and playing for his country. And it, that's the sort of stuff I just love seeing.
1: By that time, everyone would have like given him like 150 of oh. those chocolate bar laser oh, in his neck. They were up, like
0: up here, you
2: could, you could
1: see the top of his head was and that it, was um, it.
2: in the interview, after that interview, he said behave? Is it in a
0: search? Surf- was that about that time during the career? Because I was like, "Oh, yeah. well, why is he telling everyone to behave? Uh, oh. It's just that there's uh, – do you remember, I think it's five years ago, there was a, a game with Tonga after the game. Or or during the game, there was police were called out in Onihunga and everyone said, oh, it's the fans of the Tongan Rugby League team, blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't. It was a party somewhere where they happened to be watching the game. So Rugby League got pasted with that brush because the very next game at Mount Smart Stadium that featured Tonga and Samoa, it was like the biggest street party in the world. And (laughs) after that, when the Kiwis played Tonga, Tonga lost. But going home from that game, the cars were parked on the street and there were doors open and there was music playing and there was people dancing. At one stage, I was stuck in traffic and this guy came on, banged on the side of the car and said, what a great game, bro. And I went, yeah. And he said, give me a hug. So I got out of my car and I gave him a hug. And I had to do that (laughs) five times while I was driving home because everyone was just so happy. And I thought, well, that's awesome. But always when there's a big rugby league clash, Someone automatically assumes something bad is gonna happen. Yeah, and true. Jason was just saying, just be careful out there. Yeah, you you're gonna go out and celebrate because there was a real good reason to celebrate last night. And he was just telling people just to take yeah. it easy, you know? We've got more games coming. We want you here yeah. for the, the rest of the game. So, you know, be a fan. That have you thought about negotiating if people ask
1: you for a hug, like and just say, Hey, I only give you a hug if I get one of those chocolate lays where I just
0: the chocolate bars. <laughs> I'm glad you said chocolate bars because for a second there I was going, what is he on about? But <laughs> nah, I like you want to hug at a rugby league game because you're a rugby league fan, man. I'm I'm in for it because it, it's the game I love. I just love the game. And anyone oh, yes. that, that loves the game. Weird thing, last night after the game, walked past a guy and he goes, Hey Nick. And I looked at him, I thought, gee, I don't know. Last time I spoke to this guy was 10 years ago. And it took me a while to click, and we started talking. He filled me in on the 10 years, and then we started talking about his family and everything he's done since then. And I looked at my phone, and I thought, God, I haven't spoken to you for this long. And he goes, yeah, well, I've been wondering where you are. And we had this conversation. It was like family, you know? And, and that's the way I look at the Warriors. I'm lucky enough to go to Mount Smart Stadium and spend time with at least 11,500 of my family that I didn't actually know I had. And you must bump into the mad nice. butcher every now and then? Oh, uh, yeah. I love the Mad Butcher. I, oh shit! I said that wrong. Um, <laughs> he he's a he's a great bloke. He's um, shoots from the hip a lot of the time, but that's because he's a passionate man. But um, yeah, he's he's a really good bloke, and um, the, his support for rugby league as well as the Warriors has been um, unshakable over the years. And uh, yeah, he's a he's a great guy, and I'm very very pleased to know him. Absolutely, bro. Well. Um... Speaking of
1: uh, rugby league family, uh, myself and Dan are coming to the game next week, bro. So we'll be
0: we'll be chasing you up for a hug. Okay. Well, you you got my number. Uh, just let me know where you are, and I'll have security remove you. <laughs> <laughs>
4: that was just. A, you said that too soon. I was actually going to ask you how much we had to pay you to announce Warriors Anonymous over the PA.
0: <laughs> oh, you don't have to pay me. That's definitely going in the in the things I must say. <laughs> uh, so what I'm thinking is uh, second half goes really, really well. You know, and we're we're leading by at least ten. There's 30 seconds on the clock. We could still lose at this stage. Uh, so the last thing I could say, if you want a great rundown on this game, check out Warriors Anonymous. Right? Oh, oh, oh my, my god! Mate, they did that. Amazing. Yeah. Guaranteed, guaranteed for the fans. Oh we can god. do that for you, bro.
1: You do that, and we'll we'll bring some bloody right. Fritz's wieners up to the the box for you, and
4: we'll bring you yeah. some of those chocolate uh, chocolate oh barlays we as well. That. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: My life is complete. Oh man. <laughs> <at the> <laughs>
1: No, awesome bro Well hey um, Thanks for your time this evening we, We'd better let you uh, Press on And uh, get to all the other things You got on this week Because you got a bit on Yeah Um, But bro we'll, uh, We will catch you at home Coming next week And um, go well bro Go well
0: Looking forward to it And to uh, anyone that picks up The podcast uh, Before home game Sorry it is sold out You're going to have to Watch it on TV But make sure You pick up tickets To go and check out The other Warriors games That we will be having at home There's at least three oh, of I'll them it, I know yeah. So come on Come on, let's let's get into it. And it, they're our team. We are the warriors. Full stop. 100%. Win, lose or draw. Our team. We love them. Yeah, we love them. We love, we love them warriors, indeed. Thank no, you. Thanks there guys you know. so much,
1: bro. No, no. Good to see you, man. See
0: Great you later, to meet you, Nick. Thanks for your time. Yeah. See you soon, thanks, guys. You,
1: Nick Brown, the Warriors' ground announcer, who is going to be doing his thing this coming weekend for the homecoming game. Man, he's a, he's a character too, old Nick. Yeah. Um, so awesome to talk to him. But what are you most looking forward to? You're going to the game, bro. What are you most looking
3: forward to seeing and hearing and feeling and tasting and smelling? Ah, oh, all of the all of the above, my man. Princess Venus, Princess Venus. <laughs> yeah, all of the above. I mean, as I as I mentioned to Nick, I think it's going to be an emotional. It's one of those kind of moments in time where, yes, I want the result, yes, we want them to play well, but just the being there, you know, you can say I was there, then the Warriors came back, it's just going to be awesome. So I'm just looking forward to the whole, whole thing. Yeah, just can't wait to see it all unfold, I should say.
1: It feels like such a rebirth for the team, doesn't it? Getting those kind of 95 Broncos kind of vibes. Isaac, do you think that, um, you know, pre-game, they might bust out the old lawnmower
4: show again? (laughs) (laughs) It's like
1: a 95.
4: Yeah, they'll they'll be doing the time warp. They'll just be bringing back (laughs) all the 95 entertainment, you know? (laughs) No, I wouldn't mind that either. Look, it's going to be a massive spectacle and um, win, lose or draw. I think it's just great for New Zealand Rugby League to have the Warriors back home. I think everyone sort of feels that way too. Like there's a, the bigger picture is having the game back home. And I think it's going to be awesome for the likes of those Warriors players that have never played here before. I mean, they're going to experience it and they're going to, hopefully they'll understand what it means to be a Warriors player, but I'll definitely be watching the game and I'll putting the slow motion on the uh, screen if I can see you guys out in the crowd there or some shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> the pause
1: <laughs> running through the crowd.
4: No streaking,
1: <laughs> no streaking, and no fighting. Monita, you're gonna be over in uh, Rarotonga for uh, for the game, so you're not gonna be able to attend. But but well, there's a few bars over there, I suppose you can check it out. But what are you most excited to see in this game? Uh,
2: I'm looking forward to seeing the passion. You know, the passion that, from the sounds of it, has been reignited from being just at home with the fan now and uh, just with the fans and everything like that. So... That's what I'm looking forward to, and just the atmosphere. Just even watching it, watching Kiwis vs Tonga, you could just feel the buzz coming through the TV, and and I just can't wait to see that with the Warriors fans. So it's going to be awesome. Man, I'm getting hyped up. I'm not even going. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's that's it, bro. That's that's what we need to do. We need to we need to bring that hype wherever we are. Bring the energy and and help the boys. Um, also, I saw a post during the week. Took a shot of the you know before the 95 opening game, and I noticed one thing about it was that they had the painted end goals fully painted. I was like, man, that's what we need, we need big game atmosphere. We need big game in goals painted full of you know Warriors
2: signatures or
3: whatever, bro. Just, Is to, it just the end to... Goals used to be about 40 meters, <laughs> <deep. Yeah. laughs>
2: not, not like Great Britain, not like in England, day eh? like, you know, two meters. Oh, oh, yeah,
3: like, they're like the three meters,
2: <laughs>
4: yeah, got a 30 centimeter rule of score. a try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do the end goal <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's do a quick hard or nah before we bounce on out here, fellas. Uh, except this week we'll do it slightly different, just because of our chat last week with Ali Lawitidi. So normally it's hard or nah, but this week I'm going to call it one handies or one undies. <laughs>
2: so so one-hundies. are we going to get the
1: win next week? We'll start with you, monitor. One hundies Which one's the one-hundies. nah?
2: Which ones the yes? I, I get
1: confused. Yeah. <laughs> one hundies is hard. <laughs> one undies. One no. undies.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> one undies. Isaac, what do you think, bro? Well, wearing a hundred pairs of underwear sounds like <laughs> a, a punishment to me, but but one
3: undies. One undies. Uh, like it. But are you going to be in the crowd? So am I, bro. Yes. yes what are your yes, thoughts? Yes, yes. Uh, just before I say that, I just want to announce it quickly that the Warriors Anonymous crew have two tickets available <laughs> on the South Stand. So you know, with the... With a hardcore fan stand as well up for grabs so details will be uh, on the facebook page but um and they're free to a good home so uh just comment like and we will select uh two people that want to go one hundies for sure yeah uh, again the emotional explosion there's going to be hackers, all sorts going on it's going to be amazing so one handies. Yeah, nice, bro. And um,
1: funny you should mention as well, just on game day, we're going to tee up a bit of a get-together sort of around lunchtime if you're in the Auckland area. We'll try and find a uh, a suitable bar or, I don't know, garage <laughs> or something um, within the vicinity of, the, of Mount Smart. KFC Car The yeah. so, <laughs> KFC Car Park. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we'll tee that up. Uh, we'll keep you posted as well with details of that coming up on the Warriors Anonymous Facebook page, uh, as well as how you can get hold of those tickets. So, uh, man, it's going to be – ooh, boy <sighs> – it's going to be quite a time, so uh, let's get excited. I'm I'm, I'm getting excited already. I'm going to try to watch. Mate, no, you'll be fine. You'll be all good, man.
4: <laughs>
1: watch it from man. the banana court over there. And your budgie smugglers. <laughs> you, can I borrow yours, Dan, from the inner <laughs> speedo? And, your one, <laughs> and your, one <laughs> yeah, your, your one undies. And your one undies. Your smiley face undies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sweet, awesome fellas. Well, we better bounce on out of here. My name is Jerry Cronin. On behalf of the boys, Daniel Fatakuta, Monita Sauce, and Isaac Sauce. We are Warriors Anonymous. We will catch you next week at the homecoming Mm -hmm. game. Go (laughs)
2: Warriors! We are Warriors. I'm I'm so hyped for you guys. (laughs)